Hi, everyone. It's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. There were so many great questions from the mechanics of spirit that we've decided to break this into two segments. And in this segment, we're going to be answering questions like, what is the eternal now in relationship to linear time and the zero point? After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration to help begin to remove the distortion patterns around this topic. So let's get started. Dennis? Another separate question. What is the function of the physical body. Yeah, so why do we have a physical body and what's the function of it? The function of it is a multiple a multitude, okay? So the function of the physical body is for you to experience density. When we are vibrating very high as non-embodied beings, it's hard for us to experience density, obviously, because we're very high in vibration. In fact, beings that are much higher in vibration than us can't come into this plane because it is too dense. The body is the vehicle with which we get to experience density and form. What that does, it also gives us um, an opportunity to grow at an accelerated rate on spirit level because inherent with the body come rule sets that we agree to to come into form, to come into density. Some of those rule sets, I know I haven't drawn breath, so I'm going to forget. So some of those rule sets involve things like time. Okay, we agree to linear time. We'll talk about time probably later. But we agree to linear time. We exist in the non-embodied state only in the eternal now. So when you have this constraint called linear time, it's something that we agree to. We also agree to this thing called the veil of forgetting. The veil of forgetting is when we believe that we are separate from the all that is, that we are finite, and that we die. Party over. Party over, right. So we forget that we are infinite, indestructible consciousness. That is the veil of forgetting, and it's a required condition to which we agree to, to come into form. Because it's part of what we're meant to transcend, also, to remember. Yeah. So it's kind of a curse and a blessing. Uh, well, it depends how you see it. <laughs> you know, the, I, I, I was just thinking, you know, the curse is this physical body, and with it comes disease and disorder and just all kinds yeah. of challenges and all kinds of... The blessing is it's a golden opportunity to actually, you know, rise to a level beyond. Yeah, and to experience density. You cannot experience density without your body. There is no way to do it otherwise. Yeah. It takes a lot of, on spirit level to create this level of density. People always think of it as terrible and they want to escape it, yeah. right? So I understand that because a lot of pain and trauma in the physical, I understand. And the privilege is to be in the body. It takes so much on spirit level to create and to sustain this much density and this much unawareness in terms of our forgetting of our true nature and the intensity of form, right? Like we really believe our emotions. We believe our thoughts. We believe all that stuff. It's super intense. Just imagine your disembodied consciousness, right? A disembodied being connected to the all that is. Are you going to have that much intense emotion? Right? I mean, you pretty much are certain you're not going to die because you're aware of your infinite, indestructible consciousness -ness. 
there's not a lot of fear going on. Why would you be angry at anyone? You're connected to everything. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the emotional spectrum that we experience in this non in, in the disembodied state is much more diffuse. It's not as intense. The lessons are less poignant, yeah. right? Here in the body, in the density, the lessons are much more intense, and therefore to transcend in the physical body allows us massive, massive momentum on spirit level. Massive. Because there's so much to transcend. <laughs> it's very exciting. I've heard you say we have a lot of potential. <laughs> it's very exciting. Yeah. 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 Very good. These are, these are excellent questions. They are uh, excellent. Thank you all for asking them. So an, another important question. Karen, you have spoken about frequencies refracting as they enter our field, and this actually creates our perception of reality. Yes. So what determines subjective reality of frequencies around us before they are refracted? Yes. This is an excellent question. It's also an indication of, um, so this is a mental question. Okay, this is a mental question. It's from the mind, which is an excellent question, actually. So what I would say about this is that the, what the person's asking is, what creates the objective reality of the distortion patterns? Like what, 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 how do you know, what are they, basically? From a non-distorted perspective, what are they? Yeah. So to me, they're almost like echoes of the divine. They're really, but they only exist because you exist. Does that make sense? It's like the distortions exist because the observer is there. If the observer weren't there, the distortions wouldn't exist. Does that make sense to you? It's kind of like when they shot the atoms through that accelerator that they have in Geneva, you know, the atom like shot through this thing and they sped up. And they noticed that when they observed the atom, it was there. And when the, when the person, like the scientist, wasn't observing, it would blip out, it wouldn't exist. So what exists, the observer or the atom? And does one, is one required for the other to exist? You see, this is kind of the conundrum. So it's not linear. Yeah. So the answer, is not linear. It's not that the distortions exist in an objective reality. It exists because we exist and we put our attention on them to some degree. Does that make sense? I know it's a bit of a mind. So you're kind of stepping into quantum physics? Yes. And you're kind of stepping into when the tree falls? Yes. When the tree falls, is there a sound if no one hears it? Right? Yeah. yeah. So it's that same question. Yeah. Right? So if there's no one to witness it, does it exist? So it's the same question. So without the observer, does this exist? So um, yeah, so I would say that's my answer. And I probably, to some people, that's going to be very frustrating and they're not going to understand it. Yeah. What I will tell you is that as your frequency vibration rises, you will somehow it'll click in and it'll make sense to you. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Um, here's kind of uh, a 180. What is the pain body, mm -hmm. and can we can we get rid of it? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't yeah. I don't like. Pain. <laughs> I know most people don't like their pain bodies. So the pain body is almost like I've, I've mentioned before in a different episode. It is the sheath that is around us that forms that is has a memory to it. Okay, so it remembers everything. It's kind of like you know when you're a little kid and you touch the stove. You don't really know what it is, right? It's this like shiny metal thing and you touch it and you're like, oh, it's hot, right? Sometimes it's hot, sometimes it's not, but you know like when you touch the thing, it's hot and it hurts, you don't like it, 
right? So you don't touch the thing anymore. So the pain body remembers things like this so that you know not to touch the like hot thing, okay? It's, it seems a lot like memory, but it, and it functions that way. It's to make, it's a kind of like a form of efficiency so that you don't keep hurting your physical body and that you don't have to remember so actively. You just sort of internalizes to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. But the pain body has memory. So oftentimes, so can we get rid of it entirely? No, because it's part of you in your essence and your humanness. Protects, it's, it's, protect, protects yeah, you. It's an efficiency system. Yeah, it's yeah. there to create efficiencies for you, you in bet. the world, okay? So no, you can't get rid of it. Can, you, can it go haywire and sort of be the boss of you? Yes, that's a huge distortion. So we have to manage the pain body. We also have to, um, at least from my perspective, when we do frequency work, reset it and integrate it. The reason is because the pain body has memory. Like I've just been saying, it's an efficiency system with memory. If you don't reset the pain body, yeah. it remembers yeah. you, the version of you with all the distortion patterns. You have to reset it to zero and then reintegrate it into the new version. So you're not running the pain body from before. Does that make sense? So that's part of what you're doing. You're, so that creates more stability because now you don't have something running in the background yeah. that's remembering distortion patterns and creating more distortion when you have advanced to a new spiritual reality. Yep, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, no, we can't get rid of the pain body entirely. Yes, we can clear it up. Important to reset it and integrate it. That's my sort of shorthand answer. To and the as we reset it, it allows for us to continue to grow at a higher frequencies and vibrations. Exactly, because yeah. it's pacing with us, yeah. right? It's yeah. staying integrated with us. Because yeah. a pain body can really wreak havoc. havoc. Yeah. But also us. it can kind of keep us trapped. Yeah, it can keep us trapped in the same patterns and the yep. same uh, like yeah. emotional and mental spin and drama. So the faster and more um, clearly you reset and integrate it, the faster our spiritual growth can be. Okay, very good. Yeah. Here's the last one. Okay. Uh, so again, kind of two-part. What, uh, what is the eternal now? And then what is the difference between eternal now and zero point and linear time? Mm -hmm. This is a great question. And what I'll say is we're going to do an entire segment on time, okay? On more about time, like what is it, okay? okay? So my short or answer, which I will elaborate on in the next seg in that other segment, okay? So don't, don't worry about it. If you don't get all of it now, you can listen to it in depth later. So, okay, here we go. The eternal now is the time, okay, we'll call it loosely time, that everything on spirit functions on. Everything. So everything on spirit level functions in the eternal now. It's the eternal present. It has a certain access point, like one access point in terms of frequency, but then it's infinite, okay? On top of it runs linear time. That's what we agree to when we come into the physical body. So when sometimes people go into um, and they get information from other dimensional beings and they say that a being will tell you and you ask, when is this going to happen that I'm going to have abundance? They'll say, now. It's happening now. And so my secondary question I learned to ask was, do you mean the eternal now or do you mean linear time now? Because it's not the same. For them, those beings on the higher level order really do mean now because everything is now. It is the eternal now. So they don't understand linear time. Do you understand? Linear time is a function of space-time reality in the third dimensional density. 
Does that make sense? Yep. It's a condition for existing in this density, in this form. It runs on top of the eternal now, okay? If you can access the eternal now, which you can, from a frequency standpoint, in linear time, you access where the all that is is, pure source, everything, where creation of everything exists, because everything is already created in that moment, you're part of the quantum field, all possibilities are open to you. That is the eternal now. Linear time runs on top of that, and that's when we have past, present, future. Does that make sense? Yep. It's different. They're running at the same time, but they're different access points. Does that make sense? Linear time vibrates much lower than the eternal now. Much lower in density, like from a vibrational standpoint. Make sense? Yep. Okay. So, kind of the backdrop. Yeah. Eternal now. Yes. Absolutely. It's everything. The train that's running across the horizon. Mm -hmm. Linear time. Yes. Exactly. And our as, bodies are tied to linear time. And as you evolve, awaken, mm -hmm. higher frequency, vibration, mm -hmm. what's the impact on your relationship to linear time? I, yes, that's a, a wonderful question. So what happens is that you realize that linear time is less rigid than you think. It becomes more malleable. You also can't distort it in a way that is very unstable. You also um, can get to a higher order of time in the sense of more abundance of time as opposed to being in scarcity or lack of time. And again, we're gonna go into that in the next segment, but when you start to vibrate higher, time completely change, changes in terms of its nature and how you are with it changes. So it's really fascinating because we always perceive time as rigid and as unchanging. That's actually not true, yep. okay? So in relation to the last part of that question, which is how is the zero point related to all of this? The zero point is simply a framework, a mental construct to help you guys understand um, a path of efficiency, okay? So when you're in the zero point, so the zero point, for those of you who have not watched the episode on the zero point, please watch it if you haven't, because if not, this is gonna make no sense to you. All right, so go watch the whole episode. It's simply the point where it's right at the center of brilliance and darkness. Okay? Yes. Just right in the, right in the center. center. Yep. And what happens is as you ascend in frequency level, that point um, or that ascension to is efficient towards things, towards merging with the all that is. Okay? All right. So when you access the zero point, you are in fact overlapping to some degree with the eternal now or often. Okay? So when you're in the zero point, it's easier to access the eternal now. Does that make sense? Yep. You don't need to be in the eternal now to access the zero point, but when you are in the zero point, you can very easily access the eternal now. Does that make sense? So they can run at the same time. There are two things that can exist at the same time. Okay? Yep. So that's the zero point. The more neutral you are, the more you can access the eternal now. You're in it. You don't stay in it all the time, especially at the beginning, you know, at lower vibrational levels. Because as I said, you know, as you rise up in vibrational frequency, the zero point shifts. It's not stagnant. It moves with us. And so therefore, our experience of the eternal now gets more and more refined. And we get to stay in it for longer periods of time, which then means that we're in the zero point for longer periods of time. Make sense? Which then amplifies our ability to create manifest. I know there's a lot of concepts in there, like, woo, hair flying back in the wind. I know but, that. But. but I think the bottom line, yeah. Karen, is the fact of the matter is that your GFCs mm -hmm. and your, 
your group frequencies that you're offering. Calibration, yeah. Address these issues. Yeah. And allow people to evolve and actually move into these realms that you're talking about. Yeah. And it's really exciting at the group level. Yes. To be part of that. Yes, because you have a lot of momentum for the mastermind. Yeah. So it gives you like more spiritual mass, more momentum, yeah. right? To yeah. get higher and higher as a group in terms of your frequency vibration. And then what that means for you and the individual will be a little bit different for all of you. But it does give you a lot of momentum. Well, I can tell by the questions that the folks that are watching and being part of your, you know, is, I mean, everybody is awakening and moving and growing, and it's extremely exciting. Yes, it yeah. really is. It's a great time to be in a body. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone to the Group Frequency Calibration for Mechanics of Spirit, Part 2. The theme of this GFC will be on clarity. in terms of patterns and distortion patterns, okay? To empower you to start to observe these or perceive them more on your own. Bringing your attention to your solar plexus between your belly button and the base of your sternum. As you have your attention here, we're going to take a single breath together, inhaling, holding your breath in for a count of four, and whenever you've completed that breath, releasing the air out of your lungs and holding your breath out for a count of five. Already starting to create momentum for you on spirit level. 
as you focus on this part of your body. And for those of you who have completed that breath, continuing to focus on your solar plexus, breathing normally. For those of you who are new, please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level. And that I'll be making noises on my end. So you likely will hear me exhale sharply, or yawn, or sometimes hum. That's just how I remove the distortion patterns. And I'm working more and more in silence as I access higher and higher frequencies. So just know that if you don't hear anything on my side, I'm still working on you. There you go. So the mastermind has just gelled. So let's go ahead and ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? That question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of a brilliance deep in the center of your body. And as a note, brilliance does not necessarily mean light. It can mean a blackness that is shimmery, a warmth, a tingliness. So as your attention remains on this brilliance, It starts to intensify even more and expand outwards into yourself. Out through your organs. through your bones, out through your flesh, and into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body which is a sphere at arm's length, all around you. And as you keep your attention on the brilliance within the sphere, 
it intensifies so much that the sphere begins to shake or to oscillate from side to side. Just notice how little or how much, how slowly, how quickly the sphere is moving. becoming aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this space, I'm working at source level to increase your frequency vibration, which allows you greater bandwidth or capacity for higher pure source frequencies. Bring your attention to your xiphoid process, which is right at the base of your sternum. Your sternum is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. Right at the base of your sternum, there's a little fleshy point that is tender if you press on it. This is your xiphoid process. keeping your attention on this point, and also two inches on either side of it, down along the ridgeline of your ribs. Good. This is the distortion pattern of um, a number of things. One is emotion, okay, um, meaning overwhelm of emotion, so you can't tell anything because you're feeling a lot or you feel a lot of others, so you don't really have <clears throat> clarity around your own patterns. 
For another subgroup of you, this has to do with your mental chatter, meaning your minds are very strong and they don't stop, therefore difficult to observe anything because your thoughts basically bind you. So both of these things feel very not only real, but true to you. They may feel real, but they're not necessarily true. Okay? Meaning, if you feel like I suck, that doesn't, which is a pattern of non-deserving, that doesn't necessarily mean that you suck, even though you feel that way. Okay? That's what I mean by that. Feels real, not necessarily true. Okay. But because our emotions and our thoughts are so dominant, we can't tell much of anything. So it clouds our ability to observe and have distance from our patterns so we can see them. So I'm going to help you with this. So we'll take a little doing. Good. Bring your attention <clears throat> to your xiphoid process, or keeping it there rather, and about three inches directly beneath it. Okay. So for many of you on this call, your pain bodies get very activated. And as a result, they try to create conflict 
or drama so that they can release some of their pain and distract you from what's really happening. Okay, so from observe, it takes you out of the observer because the pain body pulls you into either the conflict or the drama. Okay, and so when you're in that, there's really very little room to observe or be aware of your patterns. It takes a lot more discipline to do it then, harder. So let's help you with this. Keeping your attention in the xiphoid process. And all the way up from your xiphoid process in a straight line to your heart space. All right, so this distortion pattern is specific. It has to do with the attachment to being right. When we have this, it's very difficult to observe what is because we're very vested in being right. So I'm gonna remove this so you can see more clearly what is and your patterns within that, okay? As opposed to being right or the way it should be, okay?
Bringing your attention now, please, to your lower ribs. Wherever that is for you is perfect. This is the distortion pattern of expectation. This very much clouds our ability to be aware of our patterns because we're not present. We're in a projection into the future. So let's remove this. This one is a deep one for many of you. Luckily, we'll need more work than this one removal here. Now bringing your attention to your xiphoid process and three inches directly beneath it. Clearing, resetting your pain body and integrating into the new version of self. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If a GFC topic resonates with you, often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com 
for more targeted support.